Unite Wedding Photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite episode number 78. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hi. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And also the chatty Cathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. Yeah, buddy. And Lindsay, we need a nickname for you. Lindsay Daddario's back too. What are we going to nickname for Lindsay? Uh, <laughs> I look forward to it. Oh, so Lindsay, thank you for joining us again. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And this yes. is—we're doing uh, mm-hmm. Skype today, which is which is nice. It's actually easier for me to kind of record and get when we have multiple people on, so it uh, works better without all the craziness that sometimes go on when some of us are in person and some of us aren't. So this uh, works works great today. Um, and uh, we'll go really quickly on what we've been up to. We're coming out of our critique episodes. Um, and just kind of back into the swing of things. So I will we'll do a brief update, and then we have plenty to talk about today. So, uh, Neil, what's been going on, man? What are you up to? How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing uh, quite a few photo shoots lately uh, for p- everybody who wants these winter wonderland photo shoots, like engagement shoots and maternity sessions. But, you know, we're, right now we're getting like this massive heat wave um, pretty much all across uh, the United States, which everybody's experiencing right now, which is awesome, especially uh, in late February. So we're, pu- you know, we're kind of holding off on whoever wants these winter shoots, um, just waiting for the, the the snow to fly again. So right now, you know, I had all these shoots scheduled and then, um, you know, they, they schedule these shoots like last month. Uh, we were expecting, you know, yeah. all the snow. But um, so, yeah, we're I, so now I have all these days off and. Uh, here I am with you guys, and, and yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just waiting for the snow to fly again to uh, start working again. So uh, that's that's pretty much not not much else going on. Okay, cool. And uh, Jimmy, uh, let's see. Last we talked, I had a, I taught a small, there's a local camera club, which is actually quite big. When mm-hmm. I went there, I'm like, there's a lot of members yeah. here, and um, they're like, what do you want to talk about? And at first they asked me to do something like portrait lighting. I said, you can't do that because everyone has different lights. So I just talked about what I really do well, which is shooting group shots. I do it so fast, efficiently, quick, and uh, both Natalie and I do it the same way. And afterwards, everyone's like, wow, that was great. You guys are the best. And they still never saw a single image because we're fast. And that's like key on group shots. You want to get them in and out as fast as possible. That was a really – that was a lot of fun last – week for a um for a bed and breakfast or airbnb which i really like doing because it's not my normal thing so you know i do like a bunch of uh exposures i pop little lights off and uh you know i'm on a tripod and then i seam everything together and the result looks great and that was kind of fun and uh just a couple shoots and studios and meetings you know it's a low season not much going on yep mm-hmm. i think the usual cool. for for all of us so far uh yeah Lindsay, i got i got a i have another proposal shoot on saturday that's always like edge of your seat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Th- those are those are fun because they're because anything can happen. That's true. I've I've yet I, to shoot one of those. It's yeah. still waiting. Yeah, they're yeah. rare. They're very rare. I feel like it's like once every few years, you know. Like, and sometimes I could see why, you know, why you wouldn't. But uh, Lindsay, what's up? Um, I actually wasn't going to talk about it, but it reminded me. I did a proposal as well uh, recently that didn't really go according to plan. So, no. oh wow, <laughs> it did. It did, but it didn't. Um, so they. Uh, it was our first like real snowy day of the year, and um, the the plan was that the groom to be had a new camera, and he told the bride to be he was going to try to take some practice shots, learn how to use it before one of their upcoming vacations. And so like, Oh, come with me. We'll go for a hike and I'll take some pictures of you or whatever. And then the weather was terrible, but he had booked me to be at this place to get the proposal. And he was just using this camera as an excuse. And she like did not want anything to do with it. And so he had to basically like drag her there. (laughs) And, um, we were going to this place, uh, locally it's called the eternal flame, which is very symbolic, obviously, um, you know, their eternal love or whatever. And so we get to the flame and the flame was out. (laughs) (laughs) so symbolism is ruined she doesn't want to be there it was like a whole big thing but um it worked out um you know he proposed she said yes she was completely shocked 
And, um, you know, he points me out. I'm like off in the bushes somewhere and <laughs> it all it all worked out. But uh, it was a little scary for a minute. Yeah. there. <laughs> wow. yep. um, anyway, what's new with me? Um, also, I did a workshoppy type thing, too. Um, I'd been working on it for a little while and then finally an opportunity popped up for same thing, like a local camera club. Um, and it was a talk about kind of about what you guys talk about in the critique, sort of how to, um, elevate photos. So taking from my photojournalism background and my wedding photography background and, um, looking at a lot of photos, like even paintings from art history. I was actually an art history minor, so that's sort of something I'm, I've always been interested in and talking about like what really makes a successful photo that both communicates and is visually beautiful and, and all of that good stuff. Um, so that was fun. I got to try it out. Um, I had some activities that were like so-so uh, with the group and some things that went over really well. So um, I've got some ideas for next time. And um, so that was a fun experience. And other than that, um, it's the slow season. So just kind of reevaluating what I want my days to look like. I think I've talked in the podcast before about scaling back quite a bit the last couple years. And so I'm finally at a place where um, you know, I'm pretty much almost caught up at this point, just a couple albums and winter weddings left to get through, but starting to really evaluate how I want to spend my days, you know, mm -hmm. how many hours a day do I want to edit? How many hours do I want for my own creative endeavors? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I want to spend more time getting to know my clients and things like that. Just really, um, reevaluating. I've been at this for, this is 12 years for me. So 10 years full time. 12 years total. So hmm. it's, you know, I still love it, but I want to continue to love it. I don't want to burn out. So um, making some more time for other creative stuff is important for me right now. And we'll see where that goes. I don't know what it looks like yet. You know, I'm just gonna mm -hmm. take a little, take a little more time this year, shooting a little less and we'll see. Nice. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. Uh, for me, it's pretty much just slow season, some random engagement sessions, um, experimenting with the a seven R three, uh, and I actually had the opportunity to uh, second shoot for um, I, we kind of swapped. He, he second shot one for me in the in the fall. And and uh, he had a February wedding and Sunday, which was just this past Sunday. Um, Nick D'Antonio, um, he's, he's in our mm. local community uh, and he's been at it for you know seven years um, in his location. And uh, anyway, I, I got to second shoot with him and it was awesome. I love doing that when I can because. Um, you learn by watching other people shoot. Um, and also for me, I took it too because I wanted to uh, not have just engagement sessions under my belt with this new camera because it is so different than, than you know, shooting the DSLRs. If I am going to move to it, I wanted a little more wedding experience with it. So it was uh, good for me to break that out and, uh, and, and you know, kind of get, get a little more practice under my belt with it, especially with the autofocus and all that. Um, so it was a, that was a really good experience for me. And actually the one thing, actually the one thing I do want to say about that a7R3 that I didn't really talk about too, this is shocking to me too, which, cause I didn't think that I cared about this, but I actually do. The image size raw, each raw image is over 80 megabytes a file. Every single image is over 80 and there's no medium raw option or small raw option or anything like that. Oh. Every image is 80 megabytes plus if you if you want the bells and whistles with all the, you know, the full bit depth and all that. Um, but more, but more interesting than that that I actually care about is that each image is 7500 pixels on the long end. So what I can do with that I, I, on an engagement session um, if I'm shooting like that 85, like I, I'm, you can crop into like a quarter of the image and have, you know, a totally deliverable file. I deliver it about like four, 4,000, 4,250 pixels on the long end. So you can crop in like crazy and do some creative cropping things, um, with that file size. And that's been very interesting, uh, for me, um, editing through some recent engagement sessions. So, um, man and, and that camera still shoots 10 frames per second yeah with that yeah <sighs> I, I had to move to 128 gig, gigabyte cards um so i had to buy i, I dropped about 400 bucks and 128 gigabyte cards because you almost have to um for a, to make it through a full day wedding um you know so yeah, they, they don't they don't put that in the small print they need to you know spend an additional 400 dollars on uh yeah a memory no. cards yeah and you don't and have Eddie. to but then you'd be swapping cards you know and it's like right. I, I don't want to yeah, swap exactly. cards on a wedding so yeah. isn't that isn't it really now slowing you down? No, you know, 
No, these computers, your computers are fast enough. No, I'm I'm totally unconcerned with hard drive space. But you can buy you know four terabyte drives for you know hundred some odd dollars or whatever. So and and, I don't and even the, even, even the speed. I, you know, um, Neil and I know are, are on these 2015 MacBook Pros for our editing photos. And when it's all about importing, you know, like when you import and do the smart previews and you kind of go through and click through, if they're the smart previews, you can run through them in two seconds, you know? So, so I don't, um, it it doesn't slow me down at all uh, as far as the file size. And and I'm, and I'm so, and I'm glad that I have it (laughs) because being able to have that much information and, and then also having everything in focus too, is the other thing is that shooting at one four is one four and all the stuff I was talking about last time. So that's kind of what's been going on with me. Um, just, you know, it's slow season and I'm kind of experimenting with that Sony still. So, um, all right. So that said, uh, listeners, we do have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you, but just in case you forgot your place in space and time, this is wedding photographers unite a biweekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly, uh, roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes. I haven't checked this week, but we'll check next next week. Um, and help us help you uh, by sending in your questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com or connect with us on our Facebook group. We prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Okay. Um, we have um, a whole bunch of questions and things um, from the group or things that have gone through the group re- recently, which is basically what we're just going to be talking about today. And, and there's uh, quite a bit to talk about. Um, but actually, maybe we'll kind of like wrap up the critique episode stuff first. Um yeah. Because there's a few things going on with that. Number one, I was mentioning to you guys that my fiance actually listens to the show, like every single one of them. And I tell her every time, I'm like, how do you do this? I can't, how do you stand to listen, to, you know, <laughs> to, to me talk, go on about this crap? And, and But she does. And she um, was listening to the critiques. And she just basically had... And I know that Lindsay wanted to mention something, too, from when I was talking to her. So I'm curious. I have no idea what Lindsay's going to say. But I'll tell you what my fiance said, and then we can kind of have a conversation based off of Uh-oh. that um i'm not ready for this no it's all ready. good it's all good <laughs> but she said that she was listening and she's like you know you know you guys did really great i think you provided really helpful information but there were some times where you just went right into negative stuff without having a positive thought first mm. and you kind of need to like wrap it in a sandwich right you know you put the positive <laughs> thing then you say hey here's what you can work on and yeah. then you go back to the positive thing and sometimes we didn't have that sandwich and we just had like the meat without the without the bun <laughs> you know so um and i think you know look we did the disclaimers and, and we I didn't, we didn't get any complaints or anything like that of people saying hey but but she just said you know if she was an artist and heard some of the things that we said the mm-hmm. way we said it we might have been a little more tasteful initially and i don't think it was that bad or anything but i just wanted to bring it up as a point um and just to say you know if, if first of all when we did make a number of disclaimers like we said at the end of the last episode thank you for sending in your work and you know this is how we grow and all that but um i did you know see her point there and in conjunction with whatever Lindsay might say <laughs> i don't know so um we can go off of that conversation whoever wants to take it from there yeah uh, so- yeah it, uh, Lindsay, you go first because you weren't part of it go ahead yeah, yeah. So what I was going to say had nothing to do with the the sandwich, though. I love that analogy. It's really funny. Um, yeah. So there have been a couple times, and it wasn't just the critique, um, but a few times there have been. Now let me just say, first of all, I love you guys. Oh, I know she, you mean well. Wait, wait, she's, she's making a sandwich over there. Do you no, hear? Do you wait, hold on. There, I love you guys. There's, there's the now, first now, piece Lindsay, of the bun. Did you have? Did you submit pictures? No. Okay. 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 Go ahead. Nope. Yeah. So this actually started um, a few a few podcasts ago before the critiques. You guys had on another photographer. I think she was from Rochester. Um, and Chelsea. you guys were talking about her husband was more the techie guy and she was more the feminine flowy got girl. OK. OK. Yes. Um, oh, oh, this is so- a guy versus girl thing. OK. All right. I'm strapping <laughs> in. Guy versus girl thing. Um, <laughs> And so it's just like a matter of how we talk about these sort of issues. Like, I think that we perpetuate the stereotype of like, Mm. girls do the flowy stuff and guys are the techie guys, which generally is true. But that starts when we're kids, right? So you go in the toy aisle and you've got like all the boys toys, which are like chemistry sets and cars and cool construction things. And the girl aisle is all, you know, makeup and dolls and whatever. So, you know, that just reinforces these stereotypes when we talk about, oh, girls don't like the techie stuff and guys don't like the emotional stuff. When 
you know, while that's true, I think we need to just sort of change the dialogue a little bit Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, young people who are listening aren't, who are women aren't like scared of lights and guys who are really in tune with the emotional ends of things don't feel silly um, and feel like they're being too emotional with, with their work. Um, But, and then this, like, that was one thing. And then this sort of dialogue continued with the critiques and talking about um, like slimming, slimming girls down. Yes. And what did you um, think about that? That, that I'm curious about more than anything, more than the other stuff, because, you know, it's always a fine line and there's a lot of gray area and like, you know, and all that. So, yeah. So I think rather than talking about, um, so there were a couple comments. There was one about a girl who was posed straight to the camera and, um, which, you know, it's just not an interesting, um, pose. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way it was said was her shoulders look broad and that's not attractive, mm. which I know you didn't mean it like, ew, broad shoulders. But if we talk about like, oh, creating more interesting lines by changing, you know, the, the, the way she's standing as opposed to what's attractive and what's not attractive, because that's, um, subjective, first of all. Mm-hmm. And second of all, anyone who has broad shoulders, who's listening is like, oh, <laughs> right. Um, and then, and I know Neil, like you meant nothing by it, but uh, did, did I when say the that complaint about um, her arm got cut off, there was a heavier bridesmaid, and you thought you were going to do her a favor by cutting off her arm, <laughs> um, which just you know it, it sends a message that you know she knows she has big arms, but you know when you cut it off, it's just drawing more attention to it and. Um, you know, I don't think we need to do people favors because we have no idea. Like these people could have lost a hundred pounds and they feel like they look fabulous. But we're scared. And then I'm scared. (laughs) I know. Honestly, like I feel like I, 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 I'm scared to deliver a photo. Sometimes people don't like the way they look in photos. Do you know what I mean? Like, like we do have this culture in our society that there's a certain look that, you know, most people want to default to, um, I think. Of course. And, you know, I've had those photo shoots before where I haven't done those things to a bride. And then I, and then I hear, and I've heard back that, hey, can you do this? I hear, I hear directly from people, liquefy me. I've, I've had so many, brother, so many mothers of the bride say, say, not liquefy me, but, you know, essentially say that without knowing that, you know, what the tool yeah. liquefy is, you know, slim me down yeah. or do all these different things. And they're joking about it. Right. But they're actually serious. And sure. And, uh, you know, so I think that it's part of our job to also make them feel fabulous the way they are. Right. Uh, but that's not always possible. And I totally, totally understand that. Um, but it's just about the way we talk about it more so than, um, you know, what we actually do to pose them. Of course, we want to pick the most flattering poses possible. And it is more interesting to have, you know, the bride face to the side and then turn her shoulders the other way to create like a nice curve, just because it's just a more interesting angle on anyone, on a man or a woman. But, um, you know, saying that it's attractive or um, that we're going to help her out or whatever is, um, you know, she might not want to be helped out. So, um, I've personally been photographed, actually very recently was photographed, and I kept looking at the picture like something is off about this photo, and I couldn't pinpoint it for the longest time. And then I realized that my eyebrows, the shape of my eyebrows was photoshopped, and I was just like, what is wrong with my eyebrows that <laughs> I felt they had to photoshop them? And it's like such a stupid, no big deal thing, but whoever was retouching the photos decided what looked best on me instead of like just letting me be me. And I was just like, it was such a small thing, you know, whatever. I don't really care. But you know, the fact that they took this Liberty to change the way I looked was like a little offensive. (laughs) So I think we just need to be careful. And yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a gray area and it's a fine line. And sometimes I feel like I get confused myself do I make the decision as the artist or as, you know, do I make that decision to help people out? And like I said, I never change people, but I help things out or I help people look as good as possible on a good day. Like say that I didn't lean but somebody. some people are proud of their curves, you know, right. yes. that's the tricky part. Yeah. And you can usually tell that based on the personality too. Um, sometimes you can tell who's proud and who's, who, you know, 
you know who wants the the help i guess and i i don't know if i it's it's a very difficult you, tricky situation and and i guess you know do you guys do surveys on, i was just gonna yeah i was gonna say yeah. do you do surveys on like do you do you want me to do this do you not because i don't and i just kind of and i've never had a problem because i always try to do the tasteful decision you know without going too far or and only on a few images if i do you know but some people ask about insecurities like are there any insecurities i need to know about ahead of time and you know some people will say something stupid like oh i have a good side or you know whatever but you know other people might say oh i hate the way this looks about me i don't do that just because i don't know i just don't but yeah. what do you guys think because i haven't guys- heard from neil or jim what do you guys think? Um, you bring up a good point, uh, Lindsay. Of course, everything you said was like you're right. It's it's hard for us to to initially say, hey, just because we think someone should look this way doesn't mean that it is. But again, uh, I don't remember what I said in the past few episodes. But when you're looking at someone, uh, when it's print comp, I might do something to a woman and a man. To I might make their shoulders bigger. Just or maybe bend something to create an angle, but it's just for print comp. They're not going to see that version because again, sure. maybe I did something that that they don't like. And I don't retouch anything unless people ask. Like last week, I had a bride and groom here from a wedding last year, and she had a bit of a double chin. So she, I let it be. We're looking at the album layout, and it was you know at one point she said, she says, "We're going back and forth, trying to add a photo, taking out a photo." And then she's like, well, I don't like that photo because of my chin. I'm like, well, I, I can help you out a little bit. I can help a sister out. And she's like, okay, cool. And, and I did. And then I said, I said, I can do this to all the photos if you like, all the photos in, in the album. She's like, yes, thank you so much. That would help me out just a little bit. And again, it is. It was just a little bit of a, like a beep to take the little, her bit of a double chin away. I didn't want to take it out completely. And, uh, you know, because it's a, once you start to say you can do this, then the world opens up to everything and you really can't. And it's not, it's not really our job. We're not you know, we're image makers, but we're also not retouchers along the way too. So it's nice to kind of keep it the way it is. I don't know where I'm going with this. All I know is, <laughs> <laughs> is that when it, when it's a client, I don't do anything unless, uh, they ask. And if it's a print comp, then I do whatever I look at the image to say, uh, she needs a bit of a hip. She needs a little uh, more of this. He needs a little of that. He needs a little of this. And yeah, it is, it is very traditional. Like female and male, and that's what I'm looking at, and that's the way it is, you know. That's all I got. I, I just feel like I just treat other people how I want to be treated, um, in, in in all aspects of my business, and and sometimes if it was me, I would want a little help, or if I was the bride, especially, I feel <clears throat> like I would want a little help here, if or maybe I didn't do something as a photographer that I should have done, you know, like maybe I didn't. Maybe I was photographing from an angle I shouldn't have been, and maybe I'll just help out that chin just a little bit, but not much. And it's only on very, you know, I'm not doing this every image. I'm doing this at like le- way less than 0.5 percent of of every of every image. You know, it's uh, but um, but I yeah. think the point was more so not so much it. what you do How for you yeah it. the way we yep. speak about it and mm-hmm. saying like well mm-hmm. this is this is more it would be more this photo would be more attractive if this, or she would look more attractive if that, or, and that's what is attractive to you. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and you can talk about that in a way that isn't so like, I don't want to say sexualized cause I know that's not what you guys are doing, but, um, you know, I just think we have these ideas in our head of what like the perfect photo is supposed to look like. And sometimes we get away from the emotion of the moment and all of that because we're, you know, we're just so hung up on like helping the girl out. But, um, Yeah. They don't always need help. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in here. The, uh, after, after all the training that I've gone through of posing, all the books I've read, all the videos I've seen, all the classes I've taken on posing, they all use that same verbiage of attractive. Um, but then right right after you, you had pointed out that I, that I used the, the word unattractive, which I, th- I think that's what you had said that I said, um, you, you, you mentioned that we should make people look more flattering. So I should have I shouldn't have said attractive. I should have said flattering. So I do apologize on on that one. Um, so and wait, then, I, wait though, I is think it, that's still kind of the same. It's well, right. Which which I I think that that's what you had said is that you know we should make people look a little bit more flattering. And so I so I do apologize. You know maybe I should have used the word flattering or. Um, but I mean that that's our job is to make people look good, feel good. 
Um, you know, in in whenever I photograph, you know, lar- larger people, they always say, "Oh, can you can you can you make me look skinny? Can you make me look like this?" And uh, so that's that's kind of our job. And I think you know, once once you hear that so many times, that you know, you're just kind of trained to do that. Um, and then and then you you follow you know your clients online and on Facebook, and they're just uh, Snapchat filtering. Their their faces to death is to where you yeah. don't even recognize them in person. Yes, you're like, gosh. So that part do, do is they crazy. Want me to, so sad. Yeah, yes. Do they want me to uh, put a put bunny ears on, on their face? On their faces <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, but but I mean, they, they they literally they literally use those filters. Like they don't even look themselves yeah. like themselves anymore. So it's like, do they want to look like something else? Is yes. what they are. Um, but I mean, whenever whenever there's like a double chin or anything, you know that that's when I'll hook someone up. Just if if it's like really really you know because I would want someone to do that for me. Uh, if if I were to hire a photographer, if if I had this big double chin, I, I'd want that hooked up just a little bit um, because I might be a little bit too embarrassed to ask that photographer say, hey, can you can you hook that up for me? Right. Uh, so I, just just push that up just a little bit. I mean, um, I guess it's 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 all about your your training and um, and. Eh. There's, and it, there's and different sizes your story. style too, but I agree that Lindsay's talking more about the idea of like how we say it, and I, I understand what you're saying yeah. with that. Um, but like, man, I, this is part of the problem though. Is like with this is what makes our job so much more difficult, you know, with those filters in particular that you were talking about, because there are certain people that you know I know that like totally change their faces completely. You know, and like, and they're used to that look, like when they, when something gets posted on, you know, Instagram or whatever. And then it's like when they see the real photo out of the camera that has all, you know, I was just talking about that A7R3 that has 7,500 pixels, you know, on the long end of face and, 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 and pores in your skin and, and, you know, like every little imperfection that every single one of us has, by the way, you know, like, like it, it, it jars people, I think, you know, to see like that high resolution image untouched, you know, like, like raw photos are raw photos of like, yeah, this is what it is. And, it, and, and people are not used to that. They're used to seeing those Instagram filters and, and looking a certain way. And I think it makes our job so much more difficult to when people are used to seeing that or, and then, and then from wedding photographers, like the 0.1% of all work and they expect every, all every one of our images to look like, to look like that all the time. So uh, I mean, I, I guess the hardest, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I think go ahead. the hardest part now is, is that we are in like a crossroads where like, seems like half of the women want this perfect Instagram yeah. look and half of the women are embracing what's natural and real. Mm-hmm. And you don't know which person you're working with on any given right. day. So it <laughs> is tough. Yep. And you kind of have to feel that out. Like when I was saying before, like treat other people like you want to be treated you have to kind of figure out which one of those clients, whether that's by using your intuition or by having a survey, right? <laughs> um, or however it is, we figure that out. But I think that uh, that's part of our job and it's not easy. Okay. Um, let's go on to, to, the, to the next topic here. Uh, maybe we'll go with, uh, with, a, with an easy one and, and then we'll go back to, I have a little <laughs> conundrum for you guys. So, uh, when do we use TTL flash versus manual flash and why? And this is, this is from, uh, was this, no, this is, I don't know who knows this is from, from somebody in, in the group. Uh, it was a so, thread that started. Yeah, it was a thread that started. Um, mm-hmm. so TTL versus manual. Why? Um, uh, you know, as soon as this whole TTL came out, I, I got really excited about it and then I started using it and, you know, it, I jumped right on board and, and every single image when I used TTL was like, way blown out it was super bright and then ever you know I, I could never get ttl to work because ttl is it just kind of takes over it's almost like an automatic um flash exposure and and it never worked for me it, it never worked for me so and, and this was what seven years ago when it first started coming out and it's i haven't used for a while it. yeah i you know or for the flashes for the speed lights mm. And um, yeah, I, I just I just never used it since. You know, I, I, whenever I use manual, you know, I start off at at like where I think it should be, and then I just kind of go up from there and or go down from there. And so that that's pretty much all I have to say on that subject. So I'll, I'll let you guys take over from there. Um, uh, I'm in the point now where I used. I think I mentioned this before. I used Nikon flashes, 
and the horrible system that is the uh, radio poppers to make the infrared radio signal so that they would talk to each other. Well, that, the bracket and the little AA, bat, AAA batteries and the little stupid little door that would get lost, it was just really frustrating. So um, someone introduced me to Fotex, and I've been using those for the past couple of years. I have had some problems with them uh, where I do have to send them in quite often, and I'm going to let it ride out a little more and see where I go. So, Andy, you mentioned Young Nuost to me. Uh, we, we were going back and forth on that, and I was thinking about that. They're extremely affordable. Mm-hmm. They're like $100 at best. Yeah. And uh, But they don't – A, the commander – won't send out an infrared signal to focus if you're only doing commander mode, and I yep. kind of need that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, A, and B, uh, you can't go TTL. Now, right. I, I can't remember the last time I went TTL. It might have been when if I'm outside, like a barn or something, and now I'm outside, and there's people hanging out there, and there's not enough light, or they want a group shot, and I just don't, I have the time to set up, an extra, to bring in one of my flashes from outside, or inside, outside, and put an umbrella up. Then I'll just go with the flash, TTL, but even then I wouldn't do it. I'll just go manual and keep myself planted. I can't remember the last time I went TTL. However, I just it's it's a little scary if I if I don't have it ever to not be able to, just in case I need to do it in a room where there's black ceilings and or I got no ceiling and I just need something and everything's moving around too fast. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm at the point now. I'm gonna let see how these uh, Photix flashes do uh, when we're in Arizona for a wedding. Because I'm guessing we're gonna be outside a lot, uh, and there's gonna be just open sky. So I might have to go TTL sometimes with that. I gotta I gotta play it by ear. <clears throat> so, but overall, I use we're both manual almost 100% of the time. Again, like 99.9% of the time we're manual with our flashes. Uh, Lindsay, do you want do you want to go? How are you? Sure. Yeah, um, I'm pretty much the same. I almost always am shooting manual um, because I generally have enough time to you know set things up and figure out the lighting and, and exactly what power levels I want everything at. Um, in a pinch where you know you walk into a space and you're just moving around really quick, everything's happening really fast. Sometimes I'll throw it on uh, TTL just because I I want to get the moment and I need the light. Um, but it's, it's pretty rare. Uh, I used to shoot, shoot with it a lot more. Um, I switched from Canon to the young Nuos as well. Um, but when I had all Canon flashes, uh, I would often have my on camera flash as TTL and my off camera flashes. Um, I generally, they're just a little pop of extra light. So the power level is really low on those. And I would shoot backwards with my on-camera TTL light just to fill the room. And that was like, in general, that was very close. But if I was actually trying to um, light something up, shooting, you know, not direct flash, but um, then I, I don't know, I wouldn't use it then. Yeah, it's I'm, just not it's just not accurate enough. It's, you know, constantly changing. You you turn slightly and all of a sudden your photo's completely blown out. So it's a it's a hard thing too. Cause I, when I do when I go three lights off camera, I am at a reception uh, now and then it'll happen at a, at a ceremony when we just have no light. It's night time. It's nighttime now. But that's that's rare. Um, let's just talk reception. And when you don't have control over where people, where the action is going to happen, is it is it right by the DJ booth? Is it off in the corner? Is it is it by the head table? Is it by the bar? Who knows, right? So you're lit here and there. And as you move, I'm constantly changing one up, one the other one down, the other one stays the same. Then I'm on this corner, and then I go vice versa. As I walk over there, I'm like adjusting the output power on these strobes. Now I've never tried going TTL with any of that. That's the best time. That's the best time to go TTL for me is when it you're. Is. Is I'm I'm all manual, you know. If you're in the same lighting conditions and you can control it, you should should be manual. Um, uh, but when you're bouncing around from place to place and you're like running around the, and say you're at a reception and you're by a window, you're not by a window. You're off to the side. You're and things are constantly changing and you just need to get the quick group shot, like the grin and grip shot. I will go TTL in those situations. Um, and I'll, I often, very often, I agree with Neil, I think generally speaking, TTL usually ends up being a lot hotter than I want it to be. Um, so I usually dial down by like a half stop, um, you know, or so, so that I'm getting some kind of light on faces um, or, or, you know, and I always pull up my little, little card on it too, and that kind of helps. But 
but uh but yeah so i i think that you know i'll use it but it's just when i'm bouncing around from place to place and i just need to get the shot and i don't want to and i don't you know because it's an extra thing to have to think about to to put your flash on the right power setting that you want it um right and and if you don't have to think about it and the computer is essentially doing it for you probably not well that's the thing with it it's not doing exactly what you want it to do so you have to kind of coax it and use it in a smart way and and if you don't want to overexpose that's why i I usually underexpose a little bit if i'm ever shooting ttl in that fast situation moving back and forth so that i'm getting some kind of light um but it's not gonna it's not gonna overexpose or anything so it's it's basically a a question you cannot answer because you just don't know you don't know the room we don't know these people are it's like do you use ttl or manual i'm like well uh it's like kind of like okay when you're driving a high, on highway, are you cruise control or not? It's like I don't know. It all depends on what's going on around me. It's really a, a question you can't answer. That's right, a good analogy, which, which right? a lot of photography yeah. does, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like I mean, I for me, I drive. I've always driven a, a, a manual transmission car. I like it. I like having that. I have one idiot friend who's like, "This is stupid." I'm like, "It's not stupid because I'm in, I'm in more control." And and he used to sell cars too, ironically. And but the same thing with photography. I want to be in control when I can. But sometimes when you're just like, when an action is happening, and you need to get it, and you're and you tilt your flash down, and you're at like say thirty seconds of a power, and that's like way too much, or not even close to being enough. And then as you adjust it, and you do this and that, and then you're like, the the action already is gone. Okay, guys. Uh, there's a the couple is missing and long gone. Couple of couple of uh, conundrums. Here for you. Um, the first one is mine, uh, and I'm curious to know what you would all do in this situation, what your policy is, and how this thing works. All right. Okay. So you meet with couple A on a date, okay, and say I don't know what the date was, but it was like kind of an obscure date, like it was like a Friday in like November of next year or something like that, right? So you meet with couple A, and everything goes well. Um, my current policy is I say, um, you know, you guys have uh, the week to get back to me. I won't take another meeting on for, for a week, but I don't contact you following this meeting. I do not contact my couples following the meeting. It is their turn, not my turn. I don't, I'm not one of those people like, hey, guys, I met with you three days ago. Are you going to book me? Like, I just know. i sorry. I don't do that. Okay. <laughs> so it's your turn to get back to me if you want to book me. And I pretty much tell them, I'm like, you know, yeah, that's no problem. Uh, you guys have the week. If I get another meeting on your date, I'll, I'll, you know, you'll have at least the week. Okay. So let's say that I met with this couple on Sunday. I don't remember what the date was. You meet with couple A on Sunday. You tell them that. And then, and then you also tell them, you know, you have a week, but you're probably okay because it's a little bit of an obscure date, but, you know, it's first comes, first serve. That's what I say. Maybe you can correct me. Maybe I'm doing something wrong, okay? Um, so I tell them this, and then uh, I get another, you know, three, four days later, maybe even five days later, I get another inquiry on the same date. Haven't heard back from couple one. I'm like, okay, this is the game I play. The game I play is... I'll take the meeting. I'm still available because I don't have a contract, but I won't set up that meeting until Monday. Know what I mean? So, so mm-hmm. they had till that Sunday night to get back to me, and I set up the next meeting with that couple in the midst of this week for that following Monday. I meet, um, and so, and then the couple, um, couple B, couple B is coming in on Monday. All right, couple B's coming in at six o'clock on Monday. Literally at five thirty p.m., you get an email from couple <laughs> A, and they say they want a book. Huh? That's what happened to me. Like that's exactly what happened to me. I was like, "You have got to be I, freaking shitting well, me that it's well, five thirty. This couple's coming no, no, in no, at here. six o'clock, <laughs> and couple A wants to book. You know, so like." And the thing that destroyed me inside, just destroyed me inside, is couple A was a full day wedding, couple B was a four hour wedding. It's right. That was that you, was you my me? that was my next question. You Andy. with like, me on I that? Say, couple B is yeah. a four hour wedding. They're coming in at six o'clock for the four hour wedding. Couple A full day wedding wants to book. I've never had that situation happen. But um, first of all, what do you do? Because and then I'll tell you what I did in that situation. Okay. 
And and then what do I need to change to never let that happen again? Or is it just going to happen again? Do I need to shorten my term for 48 hours? Do I need to say it's first come, first serve, final? What what do you do first? Let's let's go through there. What do you well, do well, first? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one in, something in here is that um, prior prior to all this, you know, Andy, Andy contacted me kind of like right away of what I would do on, on, on all this, like when it when it happened. And uh, couple A was a referral for me. Because I was booked, but little did he know that uh, when I was available for their date, um, which which was a couple months prior, um, they blew me off two times of meetings. Uh, they there were no shows, um, and then and then they contacted me three months later, and they were like, "Are you still available?" I'm like, "Yeah," um, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no, but I, my friend is, and so I sent him sent him Andy's way. Uh, so once once he he told me this, I was like, "Oh crap! Is that the couple I sent you?" I'm like, "I should have told you that uh, that they did blow me off, so you might have a little bit of uh, trouble with them." Um, so yeah, that's the, 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 so it doesn't surprise me that they waited. Yeah, the, t- uh, the timing was almost stuff. comical. The timing was yeah. comical at five thirty <laughs> when they were coming in at six o'clock. You know? <laughs> yeah. So what do you, um, so what do you do? Um, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Are you so done, Neil? Lindsay, yeah. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll, chime, I'll chime back in. I want to hear what the, the two of you have to say. Uh, if I might jump in, um, that's a tough one, Andy. It really is. If you want to <laughs> shoot for the, the couple, the, either the, the package, right, uh, if you like the couple, or location. All three of them are kind of like equal in a sense. I, you, just, you don't necessarily just take – Keep in mind the, it's 530. It's 530. Your <laughs> 6 o'clock couple there. is coming in at 6 o'clock. <laughs> But if, if that didn't happen, in your mind, you're thinking, I really like this couple. I know they're probably going to get a lesser package, but they're they're just great, and I want to shoot their – and fine, right? You move on. Yeah. I would, I would have done this. In that email, I would have said, you have to call me immediately with a credit card deposit before 6 o'clock. Otherwise, my 6 o'clock meeting is coming in, and I got to f- feel that out to at least see where it happens. Now, if they didn't do that, then – and if B was the four-hour one, you could have just been like honest with them and say – uh, here's what just happened at 5:30, and say uh, we can still meet, but I gotta just out of policy, I gotta give them 12 hours or 24 hours to s- decide if they want to book me, knowing that you kind of want to go with with the A couple. Um, I, and then if they didn't call, and then couple B walked in, you know, again it's a lower package, so it's not like equal terms. It's it's, it's that is a really that is like one of those questions you're like, okay, what do you do? And then you're like, I don't know. So that's, that's what I'm <clears throat> Lindsay, what do you do? It's five thirty. What do you do? <laughs> so wait, couple B was the lesser package? Yes. The one coming in, the office in a half hour. Lesser monetarily or time wise? Uh both. You make the same money either way? No, 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 no. Uh, you make less money with couple B because couple B was only has like a four hour oh. day or something. Well yeah, then you just tell couple B what's up. Like I'm so sorry, you know, I was waiting on these people. I think exactly what Jim said. You just be honest and let them know, like, we can still meet. I don't have the contract yet. They're coming yet, into but... the office. They're coming into the office. So you, you yeah, let but... them know, like, this is what happened. And, you know, they might not actually send it in. You don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And see if they, because you don't know if couple B will even book. Right. So if you hold off on couple A and then couple A gets mad and, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I had a similar situation this past summer um, where I met with one couple and uh, we had a like a good meeting, but I never heard from them again. And um, like months, literally months later, I meet with a second couple for the same date. Totally forgot about this past couple. Like just assumed they weren't interested at this point. Right. And literally, I got both of their contracts in the mail on the same day. So they just all of a sudden got around to filling it out and sending it. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, it was two months ago when we met. What made you think I'm still available? Well, I was still available. So then I actually had to decide. So, um, you know, I went with a couple that was first, that I met with first, just, I guess, out of principle, not necessarily because I wanted to book them more. It was a bigger package or anything like that. But then I had to explain to the second couple sort of the same conundrum you were in. Like, I met with this couple a long time ago. I assumed they had forgotten about me apparently they hadn't and i felt like a jerk but right what can you do 
And and I'll I'll uh, I'll back up to uh to when couple A meeting ended is that I wouldn't I wouldn't I like I I don't give people a week you know if they if they need time to think about it you know I say because I know that they're gonna go look at other photographers and um and I I just say you know what we 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 don't hold the date for anybody it's first come first serve um there's been times where people walk out of our building and people call us that night and book us over the phone without even meeting. Um, and I, and I even, I even tell them, you know, we're, we're getting requests left and right. Uh, we, we just booked like a week after your wedding. So it's a possible, it's a possibility that we might get booked. Um, so it's kind of like putting fear into them that saying, oh no, if, if we don't hop on it now that, that he's, he's going to be booked. Um, and then, uh, so if, so I would have, I would have taken the booking, um, even though the couple was coming in. Because it is first come first serve, especially if the meeting went well, um, I would have said, you know what, another couple is coming in in a half an hour. Um, you know, if if you pay, I'll I'll take your credit card over the phone right now. I'll I'll, I'll send you an invoice by email, um, this and that, and then I'll call the other couple right away and, and just say, hey, you know, I apologize that uh, <laughs> I apologize that um, you know someone else booked me, um, and and it, and it happens. Um, and and couple B, they they could have. They could have had the opportunity to meet you earlier. I don't know if that was if that was the case. Maybe I didn't they... give it to them. Okay. Yeah, because okay, I, so... I needed to be true to couple A and what I said. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, because um, because if if you gave someone like a whole week to think, like I don't know, it, I don't know, I I don't give people yeah. Time so to think and that's why it. I'm now I'm thinking about changing that right because I've had that situation happen before and basically, so what I did was this. Uh, it was. Couple A had until Sunday, you know what I mean, at eight o'clock, right? I'm, it's now Monday in the evening, um, you know. So, you know, so as far as I'm concerned, couple A lost. It's now couple couple B couple B's turn, you know. Like like I set up the meeting with them. They're next in line as far as I'm concerned. Couple A dropped the ball, you know, and mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna be a jerk to this couple B that's coming in like that. I set up this meeting for that was excited to meet with me and that I'm pretty sure was, was wanting to book and everything like that, you know? So it's like, I'm like, and they seem nice and I'm like, all right, so couple A is now saying, you know, later that they want to book with me, but like couple B is walking in my office literally in like 20 minutes or something, you know? And it's like, I'm not going to have them get here and be like, sorry guys, uh, see you later. You know what I mean? Like, and then try and like run around on the phone and try and contact couple a and give them a credit card. Like I it would just spend all this pressure on me. And it's like, no, I'm not putting, I'm even putting myself through that pressure. You know what I mean? It's like, screw it. Couple a had until Monday or whatever the hell. And now it's couple B and whatever. And if I lose money, I lose money. And, and that's the way it is. And that's what I ended up doing. And I even told couple B when, so when couple B came in, I'm like, listen, I'm going to, and you know, when I get to my shtick at the end where I'm like, you know, if you want a book, blah, 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 I'm like, listen, I got to be honest with you. I had a, I met with a couple. I told them the exact story. And I'm like, and I told Couple B, I'm like, if this isn't the most ethical, if this doesn't tell you about my ethics as a photographer right now, I don't know what will. You know what I mean? That I'm still meeting with you guys and you're not a full day wedding. You know, like I, I straight up told it to him like that. And then, um, and then Couple B really was on the ball in terms of like, oh shit, we better book like right now. So Couple B booked right then and there, you know? So, and, and, and I, I think you probably made the right choice because you are a people person. You're, you're, um, you know, you're. Uh, I, I think, I think, I think it was the right choice. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. I think it was too. But I, but in that moment, but in the overall, like, hey, what should my policy actually be? Now I'm kind of giving more thought to to that, and so I actually, in a couple of meetings I've had since then, I've kind of changed it to. Well, you have 48 hours, <laughs> you know, like you have 48 hours. I won't take another meeting for 48 hours. And and, you know, because these are the situations that happen and, and it, you do like we get these weird, you know, situations that happen. And it was and the thing that kills me is it was like an obscure date. It was like a weird date. I don't you know, whatever it was. And 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 I told that to couple A. I was like, yeah, you're probably fine. You know, even though I told him my weak thing. And and that's what made me feel bad about it with couple A. But a couple a took it fine they understood but it's just i hate these situations and maybe i do need to be more like what you're saying neil because i uh i hate these situations and they should feel a little pressure you know like like that's the reality of our business you know yeah so, if a couple a so, really wanted you they would have booked you right in the spot exactly 
Exactly. So Andy, when you first got the email from couple B, did you let couple A know no. someone else? And maybe that's my, so that's what I do yeah. before I ever go to the meeting point. Right. Um, you know, I get the inquiry from couple A or yep. sorry, from couple B and that's the push for couple A. So right. I just send a, a, a delicate email to couple A and say, Hey, just so you know, there's another couple interested in your date. Um, so if you want a book, I'll need you to, um, you know, the sooner the better, because yes. if these people decide they want to sign the contract right away, then I have to give it to yep. them. I have done that in the past. Um, and I probably should have done that in this situation. <laughs> um, but I always, and it depends on the couple and how much I think they really want to book me and all that. You know, it's like if if it if it was like a day later or two days later, and I was, you know, I had a great meeting with couple A, obviously, you know, but they, but it was like five days later, or six days later, you know, and it was like like all right, I really didn't hear from them. I'm not even gonna bother, you know, like like they should get back to me and whatever. But you're right, I I've done that in the past and it's been and it's been effective. But I don't. Uh, like I, I always say that I don't want to contact them, you know, following the meeting and I've always hated like sales and I've, you know, when I used to be a teacher, this is the one thing about our job that I don't like is like selling people things, you know, I was just like, Hey, this is what I offer. If you want to book me, book me. That's always been my, my attitude, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, that's uh that's that conundrum. I think we're going to only have time for one more conundrum just in terms of time. Uh, we have a whole bunch of uh, questions that I think we're going to, we will get to, but we're going to have to hold off to until next show. I think we got, we'll do one more conundrum here. Anybody, you want to wrap that up any other way there guys? Or are we good with that? No, that's good. No. Okay. No. Um, so then in that case, uh, Steve, uh, had a conundrum and I'm just going to shift to that. And, uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. Um, so here's a conundrum. He found himself in, um, the bride's getting ready in a windowless, tiny, ugly, fluorescent-lit room in a church. And I've, I've, we have all been in those rooms before, right? In these yeah. dingy little churches, you know, in some little church basement room. And it's like, what do you do? Uh, moving her is not an option. His guests are already filling in just outside her door. What sort of shooting lighting techniques would you use? Um, he shot high ISO and focused on facial expressions, cutting out as much background as possible, but still the light quality on the faces was poor and it makes him sad um so what do we do when we're in a dingy little church basement and the bride's getting ready and we need to create some dynamic portraits for her i just want to chime in and say that steve's my second shooter so the fact that the lighting was bad makes me sad too Mm -hmm. we sad faces all around (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah, I think high SO isn't necessarily the right move in this case because you're letting in all of that ugly fluorescent light when you crank your ISO. And if it's coming directly overhead and it's fluorescent, which is like this pukey green horrible color, <laughs> right. like you want nothing to do with that. <laughs> it's like um, bad, normally bad light. More. More bad light. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Exactly. Um, and typically the way I shoot is, you know, I want to let a lot of ambient light in to reflect, you know, the mood of the space. Um, typically, unless it looks like that, in which case I'm going to create my own light as much as humanly possible. Um, so sometimes in that situation, I'll bounce, bounce a flash off, you know, a sidewall just to give it some dynamic light. If there's enough space, you could set up a second or third light even. Um, but sometimes if it's really tight, I'll just use my LEDs and create some sort of lighting scenario. Um, I've got gels and things for my LEDs to give them like a warm tone if I need to, all of that good stuff. Um, you just got to play around with it a little bit. Other I concur. I can, yeah, I would do the same thing. Um, in my go-to camera bag, I don't carry flashes in that bag. That's just lenses and bodies or one body in a point and shoot. So, uh, if I have to go back out to the car to get a flash, no big deal. But um, let's just say you get there and time's crunched and you, you don't even have time to run to your car, then uh, in that bag is LEDs that I have, and I would probably bust out an LED to get something. Uh, yeah, flu- uh, the, yeah, fluorescent lighting is bad. Um, but then again, sometimes, though, whoever is, is – I don't know, Steve, but uh, you, you get what you, you get – you got to play with the cars that are dealt with you. And if you, if you just don't own those lights, 
and he has to go high ISO. At least he got something. So I, I good for him for doing that because you can't walk away and be like, well, it was too dark in that room. I couldn't shoot anything, <laughs> so I don't have any prep. You can't say that to the couple. You got to get something. So he got something. Okay, fine. And if she's like, yeah, why did it look so bad? Or why is it I'm like, it's, I'm sorry to say that's just a, that was just a lighting in that room, and I had nothing else to work with, and we were crunched for time, and you got to own it and move on. And if the I color's bad, you make it black and white. I think you should also know ahead of time what you're walking into, though, whenever possible. So if they well, say they're getting... Know, you can't always know the rooms, though. You're not going to scout they, the church. I don't <laughs> right? know. If they told me I'm getting ready in the church, I would, like, red flags would instantly go off for me. Because well, I would yeah. assume, yeah. like, that's in the nice basement. Or, sometimes, yeah. But yeah. I would want to know. I would ask. I would say, you know, are there windows in this room? Is it in the basement? Because <laughs> yeah, I've seen point. it before. Um, and I actually have a wedding coming up where... Uh, the bride was telling me about where she was getting, um, having the ceremony. And I, I did ask, like, where will you be getting ready? And she was going to meet with her coordinator. I said, if you wouldn't mind, take a few photos with your cell phone for me so I know what I'm walking into. And sure enough, she did. And it was it turned out to be great. There were big windows and everything was fine. But, you know, I just wanted to make sure I knew what I needed to bring and was prepared for that. Sometimes you need more time. If you've got to set up lights and everything, then, you know, maybe that hour you've set aside for prep isn't quite enough. Maybe you want a little bit more to make sure you can set it all up and it looks really nice. So it's a tough one. Um, I, what I would have done, I would have thrown a speed light on that camera, aimed at 90 degrees, and then you have an instant window, instant window light. And, that, and that's why I say 90 degrees. And also, if, if you pop it up towards the ceiling, you'll get those nasty raccoon eyes mm -hmm. uh, with shadows underneath the eyes. But I like how Steve, you know, he uh, he went for emotion instead of anything like artistic and everything. And and I agree with Lindsay that, you know, getting ready in a church, I've been there many times before. It's, a, it's an immediate red flag. Uh, because not all churches are built the same. One time I had a bride getting ready at church, and it was where the kids play. It's There were kid, the kids' toys everywhere. Nasty fluorescent lighting, no windows at all. Um, so, yeah, just, just uh, throw, throw some flash uh, speed lights on your um, – on your, uh, <laughs> on your, I'm sorry, <laughs> on your, <laughs> on your camera and, um, and you'll be fine. <laughs> cool. That okay. We're, we're laughing because if any of you saw the movie, why him in the beginning, when she talks to her parents, uh, James Franco's in the background doing some funny stuff. And all of a sudden Andy's fiance just walks in. I'm like, <laughs> she hope she knows we're live right now. <laughs> You got to see the movie to uh, to appreciate what just happened. Yeah, luckily, luckily we're not uh, video capturing this right now. <laughs> just <the> audio. Uh, <laughs> I got excited. I was like, Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, that's 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 a huge point, though. I think that that Neil just made that I think uh, newer people pay attention to that bounce off of a wall. It's so, it's something that you don't normally think to do. But if you bounce off a wall, you've got a you've got a window in, in a lot of ways, you know, like like it's a big, beautiful soft box if you think about it and use it in the right way. And I think it's more of an advanced thought that it took me like years to figure that out. Right. But it's a huge thing that you can do if you need to in these kinds of situations. Um, and then the other thing, if you really if you have it, but people never do. I know some people do. I do not do this. Some people have soft boxes with them all day and they'll have it with them at prep. I, I do not. Um, but if you if you are one of those photographers that likes to do that, I know Cam B Z does. We were talking about this with her one time. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, she'll actually have that stuff with her and she'll just set up a light and uh, the black the background is black and you create a little studio light and, and create some high dynamic um, range stuff and, you know, do some backlighting and do some cool stuff, you know, so you can totally do that for prep. Um, even in that dungeon little church basement, if you want to drag all your crap around, but I don't. <laughs> So, so, um, so yeah, um, I think that's probably going to do it. Do we want to get into? Well, can I, I, can one, one last yeah. thing is I said I mentioned it on the on the thread about the someone commented about sure. the Nikon. Yeah, let's uh, let's that let's, one lens. Yeah, let's actually go to those questions, and I, we're not going to get through even a couple of them, but let's see if we can tackle one or two, and let's go to what exactly what he said. Just so yeah. quick, so quick fire. He asked about quick the uh, the Nikon eighty five one point four. Versus 1.8. Now, and that's the first one, so it's perfect. Go. Okay. It's it's if you have the money for the 1.4, great. It's a lot more money. It's almost triple the price. Um, but if if the cost is a concern, then okay, yeah, the 1.8, the 1.8. But if you're on the fence, you're like, you know what, I'd, I'd rather not spend the money, but I I don't mind spending the money. Then now we're getting to a debate. And um, we have both 
uh, my 1.8 lives in the studio until Natalie and I split up. Then I'll bring it with me. She likes to take the 1.4. And if you if it's your only fast lens, then you could probably get away with just keeping the 1.8 and not do the 1.4. I did a test, and it's just as sharp. It really is. So one of my assistants it was convinced it's not, and I did a test both in studio and available light, and I didn't see a, a difference at all. And it's a lot smaller. It's a lot lighter. I like the 1.8 lens. I think you know. I'm glad they made a whole new series. Nikon made a 1.8 series, which is great. So uh, it's not about sharpness. I think it's fine. You can read up on it more. Um, if you if weight's a concern, then get the 1.8. It's a lot lighter and a lot smaller. Um, but if you have other prime lenses that are 1.4, then just don't because that's that that's real pain in the ass when you go get a 1.4 lens and then you grab a 1.8 on and you got to adjust the, for that compensation. Just stick to the 1.4 if that's the case. Yep. Um, Dave, I have a Nikon 1.8, 85 1.8, if you want to buy it for me. Um, oh, there you so go. you let me know, you make me an offer. Um, I have it and it's a nice lens. It's a nice lens. So, um, yeah, I, I actually, I always used, even when I was in Canon world, I loved that middle, like not the L glass. Like I love the 51.4 over the 51.2. Um, I, I like that 85 1.8 over the one two because i'm was i'm all about like having lighter equipment and those are heavier lenses and the time that i would actually use that shell is up the field uh you know um there's always a trade-off sometimes you really want the shell up the field and it shows in your images but if you don't want it um then i would say and you want lighter and cheaper then then go with the one eight um mm-hmm. which i have a copy of available to you for sale um you just make me an offer and i'll probably say yes um <laughs> So uh, I think the big difference with those lenses comes with um, what, if you're only shooting portraits with them, you really don't need the speed. Right. Um, so like I, uh, I played around with the Canon 135 recently and I loved it. It's beautiful. But um, or, or actually, let's use the example of the 51 uh, one four versus the one two that you just mentioned. I have mm-hmm. that one four and it's fine. I use it for slow dances. I use it for prep. I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, for intros, no, it's not fast enough, but that's fine. Like put on your faster lens for that. It just depends on what you're using it for, whether or not that speed will make a difference or not. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for uh, jumping on this week. I think uh, you know we'll keep going with those questions for next week. So thank you, listeners, for uh, for sending those in on the on the Facebook page. There, join us if you're not in there already. And uh, and yeah, thanks for thanks thanks for jumping on, uh, Lindsay. Where can people find you? Oh, um, at Lindsay at work on Instagram. Um, Didario dot com is my website. And Jim. Uh, jamesferrara.com is the website and at jferrarphoto is all the other fun stuff. Okay. And Neil? neilurban.com N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N.com and also I'm going to throw a plug out there that uh, I am selling all my Nikon speed lights. So if you if you want four speed lights with uh, Photix transmitters and receivers, uh, contact me and I will ship for free anywhere in the U.S. United States. Except for Alaska and Hawaii. There you go. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm also and I'm also doing a critique night uh, for ASMP. So if you're local in the Buffalo West uh, Rochester area, I'm doing a critique night, uh, and I think uh, February 27th. So uh, come on down if you want any images critiqued, and I'll I'll watch I'll I'll watch my words. I'm, I'll I'm, use words. I'm wisely. going. It's already in my calendar. <laughs> it's already in my calendar, and. I might submit images. I might. All right. Because <laughs> I and I'll wrap, cause, cause I'll I told wrap everything you. in a sandwich. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and I told you because I always like I want I wanted you know I, where's the where's the podcast where I can send in my photos to get critiqued? You know what I mean? I want I know, that. Right? You know, like come on. And now I've got the opportunity, so I'll be there. I'll be sending in some photos. I look forward to it. Um, right. Okay. So uh, and my name's Andy Buscemi. Last name's B U S C E M I. And uh, and thanks so much for uh, for listening in, everybody. And we will catch you next time. Take Adi care. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, Lindsay, do you want to send a photo to use in the podcast? Sure. Yay! Yay. Uh, just uh, Facebook message me anything you want, or I can pull something okay. off your website if you want to. Uh, I'll send you something. Send me something. Send me something. I'll send you something. Something. Anything. Anything's good. Um. Cool. cool. Thanks, guys. Um, uh, Neil, um, question, Neil. What uh, yeah. you're selling your Photix flashes? No, I'm selling all my Nikon speed lights. 
And with Fotex uh, receivers and transmitters. Are you getting young nows? Huh? Fo- hmm? Fotex transmitters? Yeah. Yeah, they have. I didn't even know they made them. Oh, I, yeah. I just. Yeah, I the, just Odin, thought, the, oh, okay. the, the Odins, Odins and the um, uh, Stratos. What are, you, what are you then buying? I'm all uh, pro photo. Oh shit! Ooh. Oh damn! Yeah. Oh damn! Um, damn. I, I've you know I've I've had I've been using B ones for the past year, and now they came out with the A ones, the speed lights, yeah. and now that now they talk to my B ones because my my uh, my speed lights don't talk to my B ones. You know, it, it was. Yeah. I, I just want I just want everything on on the same page. So the, ever since A ones came out, uh, I hopped right on them. Very very expensive, but uh, what's amazing about them is that they have. Um, the battery power is absolutely incredible. You get 350 shots on full power with those A1s. Wow. So that's uh that's that's that was a selling point for me. So yep. Yeah, I've been looking at the if I do change, I look at I'm looking at Godox brands. I gotta talk to them to make sure I'm gonna get what I get. And they and it's a little lithium battery as opposed to double A's, which that's nice. Good and bad. I guess if you're traveling, you're like, all right, well, I gotta bring a charger now, but no big deal. Um, but at least it's just pop in, pop out. I don't have to deal with this one battery this way, one the other way. Ugh, right? <laughs> so uh, I might, I, I'm gonna see how these photics pan out. I might just switch anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I saw the pro photo ones. They, they're they're nice. But yeah, they're how much are they each again? A thousand, a thousand bucks. A thousand, each. right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, buy six of those, you're like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I could buy yeah, ten of my flashes stuff. for the price of one of those. <laughs> yeah, you could <laughs> put yeah, them all over the place. Young now is everywhere. You don't have the power of the B one though. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, no, that's true. Um, uh, Neil, are those those aren't speed lights though, right? Those are like the, studio the, lights. The A ones are speed right. lights. The, oh, they it, are. Okay. And they, so they talk to my B ones, which aren't, because um, I've I have my B ones all over the place, but I, I could never, you know, use the speed lights at the same time. But now I can. So wow. that's gotcha. that's the only reason why I'm switching yeah. over. I don't trust yeah. myself. Yeah. I don't trust myself awesome. with that much money in my hand. With those flashes. Yeah. I'm dropping them on engagement sessions. I'm throwing them in the air. Yeah. I'm when kick, I drop kicking them in the car. <laughs> I know. Just got to be extra careful. Yeah. Um, so so uh, the next one, next episode would be the 7th if we can stay on the schedule. Um, Wednesday or Wednesday, March 7th. Neil, does that work for you? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. And we'll do noon. All right. Cool. Um, and if anybody, if any of you guys want to join, you're welcome to, um, but don't feel like you need to, or, um, you, or you can let I'll me know be, later. I'm going to be in Scotland this time next oh, week. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh man. With, uh, James Kelly. I'm going to meet up with him at one point. I was just messaged him before. We got to figure out when we're meeting, what we're doing. And um, see if we can, uh, record, right? Yeah. I'm going to, um, yeah, I, I think at the very least him and I would might just, he has a little mic. We'll just pop something down and do, maybe it'll be like a, uh, B, <laughs> like okay, so one week, you know, you just the regular podcast happens, and here's like a little extra bonus one. I don't know how long we're gonna talk. I don't know. It might just be scotch the whole time, and then a little camera talk. <laughs> Who knows? I don't. You know. A little B roll. I like. Yeah, it. a little just B roll on it. So we'll we'll <laughs> see what happens. But um, I I don't know yet what the, when we're meeting and what the plan is. Yeah, that's cool. Just uh, you know, try and let us know, and we'll we'll go from there. But uh, okay. Cool. Uh, maybe Neil, we should just do you and I next one because uh, it's been a long time since we've just done one together. So yeah, maybe yeah, we'll. That sounds uh, good. And we'll tackle the rest of those questions. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. That sounds good. Because I don't listen. I, you guys listen to once to the podcast once you're. No. No, I don't either. No, not, not, I'm, I'm on. I don't listen to it. That's not why not a single. No, not a single and that, that's why I, I literally am so like like the girl must really love me. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> she listens to these things, like so. So that's why it's pretty impressive. Anyway, um, all right. So Lindsay, thanks again for coming on. Really appreciate it. Sure. So, it's fun yes, to have you on. You. And uh, well, you'll you'll be. I'll give you plenty more opportunities whenever you want. You know, you can come on and let us know what's up. All right. Okay. All right. I tried to do that off air for the record. Yes, she did. She did try to do that off air. And I was like, no, just come I on the podcast and do it, it then. I way better without the pressure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. You have a good one. Yeah. Take care. All right, All right guys. Talk yeah. to you soon. Wedding photographers. Invite.